0: actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 309. Today, I want to round out Black History Month by sharing some candid thoughts on why corporate America is failing black women. So in recent years, we've seen this growing shift in the global business community away from models that emphasize customer satisfaction above all else, think the customer's always right ethos of yesteryear, towards businesses that pride themselves on fostering employee growth and unleashing the full potential of all our human capital. In 2018, the World Economic Forum proclaimed that companies who put employees first perform better. A year later, the Business Roundtable made headlines when over 180 CEOs committed to redefining the purpose of a corporation to serve, quote, all stakeholders—customers, employees, suppliers, communities, and shareholders— These sentiments echoed the business case for gender inclusion that Sheryl Sandberg had made in Lean In years earlier. And over the past decade, we've seen countless organizations invest more in diversity and inclusion efforts as a standard practice for employee retention and overall talent development. So why, then, is corporate America still failing Black women? A 2006 survey found that women of color are more likely or most likely to experience workplace harassment among all groups of workers. A 2012 study found that black women are held to a much higher standard than their white and male peers and presumed to be less qualified despite their credentials, work product or business results. The 2019 McKinsey leanin.org study found women of color receive less support from their managers and are less likely to have bosses who promote their work contributions to others, help them navigate organizational politics or socialize with them outside of work. And the 2020 version of that study, the McKinseyLeanin.org report on women at work, shared that, quote, many employees don't realize that black women are having a markedly worse experience at work. But for six years, this study has shown this to be true. Compared with women of other races and ethnicities, Black women face more systemic barriers, receive less support from managers, and experience more acute discrimination. Study after study shows that despite Black women's extraordinary drive and ambition, they are often systematically left out of networks that propel high-potential workers forward in their careers. In fact, that same McKinsey and LeanIn.org study found black women are some of the most ambitious workers in our entire workforce. 64% of black women in the United States agree that their goal is to make it to the top of their profession. That's nearly double the percentage of non-Hispanic white women with the same goal. Similarly, 83% of Asian women... 80% of black women and 76% of Latinas say they want to be promoted. Compare that to 75% of men and only 68% of white women. So why are people of color, and women of color specifically, so few and far between when it comes to the uppermost echelons of power? As Zariah Washington and Laura Morgan Roberts write in the Harvard Business Review, quote, Despite representing about 18% of the U.S. population, women of color represented only 4% of C-level positions in 2018, falling far below white men at 68%, and white women even at 19%, which is not that great either. And even graduating from a prestigious business or law school doesn't seem to help much. Of the 532 African-American women, who earned their MBAs at Harvard Business School between 1977 and 2015, only 67 or 13% of them have achieved the highest ranking executive positions. Compare that to 161 or 19% of African American men and 40% of a matched sample of 150 non-African American HBS alumni. So, what is the deal? Like, what is happening here? Are all of these proclamations and commitments from corporate leadership simply not extending to women of color? Does this belief in unlocking the full potential of our workforce not apply to black women? Are all the dollars that we've collectively invested in diversity and inclusion efforts not producing any results? Unfortunately, Based on my experience, my limited experience, by the way, as a speaker who's often brought into organizations to help further diversity efforts, I think the answer is a resounding yes. You need not look any further than the examples of optical allyship on display across corporate America during Black History Month for evidence of this. For example, I was recently contacted by a large multinational corporation to moderate a Panel for their Black employee resource group. Me, a white woman, was being asked to moderate a discussion about mentorship in the workplace. Now, the person reaching out to me was actually an external marketing consultant and had found me via my LinkedIn learning course on the same topic. She said she appreciated how I discussed the role that unconscious bias plays in perpetuating systemic racism and sexism and mentorship, because too often the mostly white, mostly male folks in positions of power end up mentoring people who remind them of a younger version of themselves. So when I asked like, who would be on this panel, which was slated for less than two weeks out, I was told they had not yet decided which higher-ups within the corporate hierarchy would be invited. When I asked why this event was being pulled together in such a last minute way, I was told they were simply trying to respond to their black employees, ERG, who had requested something, anything to happen during Black History Month, right? And they wanted me to talk about mentorship, not even explicitly race or inclusion, or God forbid they should hire a a black expert to talk about Black employee experiences at work. So a week into Black History Month, this company's third-party advertising consultant was being tasked with quickly throwing together an event that was technically not at all about, not explicitly about race at work, but designed to placate Black employees. Needless to say, this was not an opportunity I was interested in playing any part in. And while I absolutely... Want to contribute to genuine diversity and inclusion efforts on behalf of organizations that show real commitment to communities of color. I am not here to simply check a box in the superficial conversations like this that can actually do more harm than good in creating this false perception of, oh, we did something. We did something meaningful for our employees of color. You know, more than anything, this entire exchange just left me disheartened and a bit disgusted. And if I am tired of the half baked superficiality of, you know, corporate America's diversity and inclusion campaigns, I can only imagine the exhaustion of black women who experience this, you know, supposed support that companies are offering up that's. That somehow just feels like another form of microaggression and daily degradation. So what do American companies actually need to do to address systemic bias in hiring, advancement, and overall corporate culture? There are lots of excellent experts out there who I will point you to uh, throughout this section. But I do want to just say... It is important to acknowledge that this is a systemic problem that women of color are bearing the brunt of, and these suggestions are just the tip of the iceberg uh, from my my perspective here. First, got to conduct annual organization-wide structural analyses. Human resource departments and diversity officers, if you've got them, have to work hand-in-hand to analyze the advancement opportunities and speed of promotion for employees across racial and gender groups at a minimum, with a focus specifically on employees living at the intersection of multiple marginalized identities. There's a racial equity impact analysis resource from racemattersinstitute.org that can be a helpful place to start. I link to that resource and lots of others in today's corresponding uh, blog post, so I recommend checking that out. Second, we've got a report on exit interview analyses. Many Black women are leaving corporate America altogether to strike out on their own, (laughs) leading to the fact that... Black women business owners are growing by more than 600%. And that's just between 1997 and 2017. Author Minda Hart, who I recently interviewed on the Bossed Up podcast, sees that as a direct result of the fact that many just are not having the same kind of success as their white or male counterparts. Quote, this mass exodus is taking place, says Minda because we can no longer take being invisible in the workplace and manage micro microaggressions and bias. If leadership doesn't fix their leaky pipeline, she goes on to say, I fear the future of work won't have many of us around those tables, end quote. Third, we've got to cultivate a culture of diverse mentorship. Yes, mentorship matters but not simply among women mentoring women or people of color mentoring other people of color. We've got to openly challenge our white male colleagues to take on the emotional labor of mentoring, sponsoring, and actively including and supporting colleagues who don't look like a younger version of themselves. Whether this is achieved through formal mentorship programs or Structurally considered as a part of middle managers' and senior executives' performance evaluations, a culture of fostering diverse mentorship relationships can certainly help. And that brings me to my final recommendation here, which is for all of us to actively promote women of color. I recently spoke with Robin D'Angelo author of White Fragility on the podcast, all about dismantling white supremacy. And it became increasingly clear that white folks must become more involved in implementing solutions to the very systemic inequities that we benefit from. We cannot put the burden on black employee resource groups alone to solve the problems created by white supremacy. That's why white colleagues must do more, especially for women of color at work, in order to basically just reverse those findings that the McKinseyLeanIn.org study keeps proclaiming and keeps, keeps identifying. Managers must do more to offer support to black women at work, promote their work contributions to others, and take an active role in helping colleagues navigate organizational politics or socialize with key power play- players. Get to know the long-term ambitions of women at color at work and do your part to further them, lifting as you climb. And let me just close by making one thing abundantly clear here. It is not just women of color who are missing out when women of color are systemically not supported at work. When we fail to create equal opportunities for talented people with drive, ambition, and a will to lead, we miss out on the next generation of problem solvers, innovators, and leaders whose contributions we will all benefit from. So this Black History Month, and really every month, let's all ask ourselves what more we can do to further the ambitions of the black women who we work alongside. I'd love to hear from you and keep this conversation going after the episode, as we always do in the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook, or tag me on social media at Emily Aries or at Bossed to highlight who you see doing this right, you know, who you see doing this well, how you are furthering women of colors' contributions at your place of work, or what women of color creators, speakers, authors like the Minda Hearts out there, like so many women who we've featured on the podcast here, who are doing the hard work and the the righteous work of helping rectify these systemic inequities. I'd love to keep hearing from you. I'd love to keep the conversation going. And I appreciate you sharing this post and sharing this episode. With the folks in your world women men white folks folks of color alike who you think need to hear it thanks as always and let's keep boston in pursuit of our purpose so that together in uh, recognition of and sort of carrying the the torch forward of the original motto of america's first black women's clubs set way back in 1896 let's continue to lift as we climb